Hi, it's Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks for taking a minute to listen in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic. Investing for kids. If you know of anyone who plans to make a move and you'd like to do something good, refer them to our real estate sales team because not only will they benefit from our award-winning service, but a very worthy cause will benefit as well. We're, we are on a mission to raise $25,000 for Children's Hospital Los Angeles, and we do that by donating a portion of our income from homes that we sell. So now, oh, by the way, if you have a home you'd like to sell, then you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This will guarantee, this will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you can sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910 now. So investing for kids. So we're gonna talk about investing for kids and we're going to be starting and give you a whole lesson in about 20 minutes, maybe more. Uh, uh, starting and try to teach you all the most important things that I've learned about investing ever since I was a kid. Uh, from when I first started getting involved with business and investing in the year 1960. 69. So that's 50 years of investing. Uh, much of that from beginning from when I was a kid. So the first one of the first things I learned when I was just three years old was that if you have something that you're making, say in my case it was a uh, little chocolate candies that we were just taking big bulk pieces of chocolate and we got some little molds of little interesting shapes and then we uh, poured them into the molds and I think that we started off doing that for ourselves but we, we realized we had too many and that uh, my dad and brother thought it would be fun to sell them and make a little stand a chocolate stand, like a lemonade stand. And so we started selling these little uh, chocolates. And uh, that was my first experience. And it gave me an understanding of a little bit about how business works and money uh, when I was about three years old. Then just about a couple years later, uh, my mother used to take me shopping with her all the time as well. Then she bought something... Uh, for me, that was really the first time I recall at, at about five years old uh, going in and um, we used to go to secondhand stores a lot so you know, she could always afford to buy me something there because it's always pretty cheap usually clothes and uh, other stuff um, but we got most of our clothes from J.C. Penney in those days and uh, then my dad would buy us clothes from Sears 
Then in high school, it was Miller's Outpost where we got most of our clothes. But at five years old, when my mother took me and I asked her to buy this thing for me, which was a little... It's, hard, it's a little bit fuzzy to remember, but it might have been some sort of little cooking device or play cooking device, or it might have been a uh, real cooking device. <laughs> That's it. You, t- you tell that weirdo. <laughs> Guy's riding on a uh, uh, uniwheel, an electric uh, wheel. Um, it's like a skateboard, but it has no board. It just has a wheel with foot pegs. Whoopi the puppy does not like uh, anyone who walks strange or he doesn't like people who fly around on skateboards or bicycles or other bizarre methods of of walking. He doesn't like people who are walking strange and spooky, like people that are exercising, people who are walking funny because they're exercising. Um, To him, it looks like they're very dangerous. So my mother bought me this thing, and uh, I just remember it was exciting um, for a couple reasons. For most people, it would be the materialism, and I think that was part of it. But for me, it was also the the commerce, the way that you could give money for something and uh, get something in return for it that was that you like. So, uh, okay, get ready, get ready, attack, 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 attack. Oh, you scared him too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he doesn't like strange transportation devices. <laughs> uh, there he goes again. Okay, so um, that's so it was the commerce that was just as appealing, if not more appealing than the you know, than the, the object that we were able to buy. It was the, the process of that, which is, you know, a part of, that's technology. Even though that was old technology, taking dollar bills and putting them down on the counter to get that thing in the cash register, the old-fashioned cash register, cha-ching, with a real cha-ching, and uh, then it wasn't that much longer after that. When I was a little kid, eight, nine, ten years old, I was selling stuff door to door for, you know, school and things like that for charity, for school or charity. And then I think I sold some things for for um, myself as well. Sold some greeting cards, Olympic greeting cards. Olympic greeting cards paid kids in uh, prizes. So I got some good prizes. I got a a radio. 
and I got an inflatable raft for selling these greeting cards. They had a whole catalog, so it was easy to find stuff that was interesting. Living near, not too far from the ocean, living in Long Beach, I was able to go riding in the ocean, riding the waves on the raft. To me, that was a lot more fun than surfing and bodyboarding uh, because the, um, the raft was uh, more like a boat. So boating seemed to me more fun than uh, surfing or bodyboarding. Like a boat is like, a, it's like having a, a vehicle rather than a, being a pedestrian. To me, s- surfing and bodyboarding was a little more pedestrian. Uh, they were fun, but I was never... Uh, it didn't seem that much different from just swimming. Um... <clears throat> What else? This way. Where are you going, Lumpy Peppy? Okay, so that so these things, uh, since I didn't have much money to invest, it was about, a lot of times it's investing your time. So anyone who says, I can't invest, I don't have money, you have time. So the way that you invest, if you don't have much money, if you have little or, little or no money, then you invest your time. And... These days, a lot of people, a lot of younger people, uh, kids of all ages, kids and teenagers especially, they're just finding things that they could sell. There's about a, you know, a million billion different things you could sell. Uh, and then you just get a, a online store like Shopify. I think Shopify is the number one way to just start selling stuff. And so a lot of times you can just drop ship things so you don't even have to buy any products you just start advertising them online for free or for cheap and you come come in this way so you start uh, selling stuff do some online marketing do a lot of um, social media a lot of posting and post things about yourself and about products or services that you're offering. Whoppy puppy, come on. No, we're going this way. Now he's afraid of that uh, electric wheel. So, uh, when I was 14 years old, I invested about 15, it was like somewhere between 15 and $30 into getting an SMC catalog, a little business. Uh, buying products wholesale from um, uh, they come from China and you then say sell them on um, out of the catalog you take I would walk door to door just like I learned to do from uh, when I was selling the school charity stuff door to door and also and then selling the greeting cards door to door and that's how uh, that was the first time I started and I'd buy a few little accessories to help that business. So I'd only spend like 15, 30, 45 dollars uh, on that business and started selling stuff. And I sold hundreds of dollars worth of stuff, maybe thousands. Um, let's say $1,000 worth of stuff. No, it's probably more than like 500, 500 to $1,000 worth of stuff uh, when I was 14. So 
that was a great experience. And uh, we did some other things. I had, here's a good one for you. I had a friend, uh, there was other stuff that I did. That, um, a friend of mine was like doing some kind of phone sex business out of his home. And he goes, hey, I'm making good money. Uh, let's start a phone sex business. I was 18, 19 years old. And being an entrepreneur sounded like a fun business to me. He said he would do the work. He would do the phone calls because I knew that I was not would not be good at that, most likely. Um, although I did try a few, but I was not... Um, uh, certainly did not have the talent. Uh, talking, to me, is a lot of work. And um, t- trying to talk and entertain someone else is a lot more work. And then you don't know if you... have no idea if you're going to succeed because... It's not up to you. It's the quality is completely judged by the other person. But anyway, he ended up going to real estate school. He said, "I got to go to real estate school while it's still only going to take me uh, six weeks, because in the future it's going to take like um, twelve weeks or something like that." And I said, um, "But you're supposed to do these um, phone sex calls." And he said, "Oh, you you can do them. It's so easy." I'll show you. So I did just a few, did not make a whole lot of money. And uh, I think our business lasted uh, a month or two. And then I uh, signed up to go in the Air Force. Uh, The Air Force, by the way, this is off the topic, but the Air Force rejected me because I had been arrested before. They asked me, have you ever been arrested? Uh, Yeah. Um, and I said, well, you can't come in the Air Force if you've been arrested. And uh, did, that did not make a whole lot of sense to me because I was always taught, I mean, I had already taken at least one law class and read a little bit more about the law by that time. And I was under the impression that you are innocent until proven guilty. And I had never been proven guilty. I was innocent. So why would they ban people from the Air Force who did not do anything wrong uh, whatsoever? And that's the problem we have today with, uh, with that concept is probably half the population, I don't know, probably thinks that if you were arrested, then you were doing something wrong. Um, but I would say that, uh, yeah, maybe half the time people might be doing something wrong when they're arrested. But if they're not convicted, then they were not doing, they were not doing anything illegal. And also, cops do things wrong all the time. Uh, if anybody makes mis- mistakes, it's, it's cops. <laughs> if cops were fired every time they'd make a mistake, there would be zero cops left, because they would all be fired. Because they make a lot, a lot of mistakes. Come. All right, Whoopi wants to go another direction, so we'll go the direction he wants to go. Um, But back to investments for kids. By the way, I was a kid when I was arrested. I was under 18 at that time. Um, So I just went to another recruiter, another Air Force recruiter, and they said getting arrested was 
probably not a problem. So all I did was go to an Air Force recruiter in another city, another Air Force recruiter office. I think I had also gone to an Army or Navy recruiter as well, but they just uh, were not as appealing. I had been to an Air Force, March Air Force base in Riverside, and I had been to a Marine base, and uh, the Air Force base was better. Like the Air Force base, we ate there cafeteria was better and then they the food was free then when we went to the marine base it was it was okay but then we had to pay for it whereas the air force uh chow hall was more like a restaurant marine chow hall was not was not so much like a restaurant it was a little bit more like a military uh you know food place so, um, being that I was under 18, the Orange, when I went to Orange County, they'd said, oh, just go and bring us your arrest record so we could, you know, just submit that with your uh, Air Force application, your Air Force enlistment application. And uh, so I went to go get it, and they just said, okay, here, here's a piece of paper. They just stamped it. Um, no record of conviction, and that's it. There was nothing, there was a blank, there was an official piece of paper that was more or less blank and said, just said no record of conviction. So that was, uh, that was my uh, arrest record at the time, and I submitted that and uh, was accepted into the Air Force with no problem. So that's that story, but now back to... Um, I'm sort of going, trying to go in, in time order. That's why we ended up in the Air Force when we're supposed to talk about investments. Um, obviously, that was investing four years of my life. Um, and the four years in the Air Force was a good investment. I, uh, that's, a, that's a long-term investment. <laughs> and uh, so I got money. I got experience. I got a lot of travel, meeting a lot of... Um, great people, uh, literally met some of the most impressive, most wonderful people in my whole life. I also met some people that were not so impressive, some thieves, criminals were in the Air Force, not very many, very few, but I'm pretty good at identifying, especially when I had help from some other people who told me some things that were going on. Um... But some of the nicest, my closest friends were like the nicest people in the whole world that I had met in the Air Force. You know, people from uh, middle America, from the uh, Midwest. Uh, the politeness, but also the, you know, the character that they are taught, and the culture. And I know not everyone from the Midwest is like that, but the ones that I did meet were, you know, uh, pretty darn impressive people who never had a negative thing to say no matter what uh, met several like that people from Kansas and farm southern Illinois farm towns that were just um, amazing who taught me you know coming from LA Southern California which is a little more sophisticated a little more uh, what's the word for it 
when you don't have 100% positive thoughts, um, when you could take a, an idea that could be positive and you turn it negative, you get more of that in, uh, in Los Angeles and you probably get less of that when you are in, a, in those Midwest areas. So that was a good investment of four years, and I also got um, the GI Bill. So I got hundreds of dollars every month for like three years, um, for 36 months. That was enough to get through four years of college and get a bachelor's degree. And that made all the difference because if I had not done that, I would not have gotten a bachelor's degree because... Uh, Come, come. Because uh, it's just too expensive. Not, it's another investment of time. Four years in the military, four years in college. And it was actually more closer to five years for me because I took extra classes that did not all get credit and so forth. So between the GI Bill and then the student aid, I was able to just work you know, part-time and uh, still have enough money to uh, get by while getting through college. Okay, so what else, what else is there to talk about for, for uh, investing for kids? Investing for kids. So that's it. In, when you're a kid, you invest a small amount of money so that you can learn how that works. Uh, invest in your education, invest in books. Um, that's And invest your time in things that are going to help you. Like I spent a lot of time, in, I was in the VICA, Vocational Industrial Clubs of America. I've invested my time in uh, the uh, Explorer Scouts. Um, computer programming class at age 14, 15. Uh, invested a lot of time in learning computers on the Apple II computer when I was 12, 13 years old. Uh, started learning programming at age 12. Spent a lot of time on that. Com writing computer programs. Not, not good pr programs, but still learning the basics of basic basic programming language so that helps like when I went on to, now I do HTML stuff all the time it doesn't freak me out when I do HTML I I'm not the world's greatest programmer but at least when I cut and paste a, a, a block of code it doesn't it doesn't freak me out I I do simple stuff like that all the time um, in fact I'm considering like taking a class on programming quantum computers, <laughs> which could end up being a disaster. Um, when I took a computer class in ninth grade, uh, I think I only pulled off a C in that class, I believe, because uh, it got pretty technical and the teacher was not not that bad, but she was not that good either, from what I recall. So, uh, 
what else did I invest? And then, that, so those are the things that I did. We're going to leave it right there. Those are things I did when I was a, a kid, uh, a kid and a teen. <laughs> so, come here. Uh, so that's it. That's investing for kids. There are things that you could spend a little bit of money on. There, I think there might even be some. There's some things you could do with your parents. So, uh, buying stocks with your parents. There's some things where you could buy a small amount of stocks easily online. And there's some websites where you can buy small pieces of real estate. And I forgot. I haven't tried that one yet because I've been too busy helping people buy and sell million dollar properties but if I was a kid I would certainly be trying to do that one of those websites where you could just put you know five dollars into real estate twenty dollars into real estate all right so I hope whether you are a kid of any age that you found this to be helpful and if you your parents friends family are uh, planning on making a move in the next three to six months. Um, let them know we're raising $25,000 for a children's hospital, and we're doing that by donating a portion of our income from homes that we sell. So if they refer their friend, associate, relative to our real estate team, not only will it they benefit from our award-winning service, but the amazing kids at Children's Hospital will benefit as well. That amazing, uh, good cause. We've already raised thousands of dollars, and we're raising uh, 25000 is our goal. They're helping kids with nasty, life-threatening diseases like cancer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, they're curing kids. Uh, of blindness and deafness and amazing things like that uh, is becoming a routine. All right, and if you have a home you'd like to sell, you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you can sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910 now. Thanks for listening. I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. Take care. Bye-bye.